TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Joining us right now, a friend of the show. Who the hell is that? A Brian Jones buddy, uh, a man who we love talking to. That's Houston Nutt, CBS Sports Network, college football analyst. Coach Nutt, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Good morning, Gio and Jones. Good morning. (laughs) What's happening, man? So we got a a slate of uh, tremendous games uh, this weekend, of course. Uh, but first, let's let's get to the rankings last night. Anything there that uh, moved your needle at all last night from the committee? No, not really. Not really. This uh, this is the week. A uh, lot of big games. It's all going to take care of itself, right? These next two weekends. Well, Coach, let's talk rivalry games real quick. And, of course, uh, the Iron Bowl, we'll hit on that. But we want to talk Jim Harbaugh, at least I do, because we were discussing his track record there at Michigan and how I think he's going to start feeling just a tinge of heat, not a ton. But uh, when you, you know, during your coaching days and your three time SEC coach of the year, those rivalry games, how significant, how, how was it impressed upon you that you had to win those games in particular? <laughs> That's a great one, BJ. I tell you, when I was at Arkansas, when we, when we were in the SEC, we really had to manufacture that rival. When we moved in there, uh, unlike the Southwest Conference days, Southwest Conference days, we knew, Arkansas knew, hey, it's Arkansas and Texas. In SEC, you know, they, they we tried to make the LSU game a big-time game. Had the boot, all these things. But here's where I really learned about a rival game. When I went to Ole Miss, uh, at Arkansas, we beat Mississippi State nine out of ten times. Went to Ole Miss my first year. We beat uh, Coach Sylvester Crew, Mississippi State. Really beat them really good. Didn't think nothing about it. But the very next year, got beat by Mississippi State. We're at Ole Miss. And I never will forget, I'm going down 15 miles from my house to get some horse feed. And this guy who's checking me out, <laughs> Ole Miss man, we're, hey, we're going to the Cotton Bowl. We're going to play Mike Leach. We're going to the Cotton Bowl. He says, um, Coach Nutt, I know y'all think y'all had a good year, but you didn't beat Mississippi State. And that <laughs> is very, very important. So the next time you come down here to get your feed, I expect you to have a win against Mississippi State. <laughs> and I said, whoa, hey, good morning to you, too. And I got in my car, truck, and I knew right there things are different. This rivalry is so important. And all across the country, you can say, ah, it's okay. No, no, it's very important, and it's 365 days. They live it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this is a referendum game for Jim Harbaugh's tenure there. I know it's early on, but if, if they're a 12-point underdog at home, 
to their biggest rival in year three of Jim Harbaugh, which should not be happening at this point. We'll see how the game plays out. But uh, if you would have told Michigan uh, alumni, the administration, and their fans that in year three of Jim Harbaugh, they'd be a 12-point underdog at home to Ohio State, they'd probably vomit at that point. So, I mean, how much does this game mean to his tenure there? Do you still think that it's early for those type of conversations? I think it's big. And, and I think the early part's kind of uh, – that's that's going to by the wayside. It's time. And uh, I, I can guarantee you the alum, the fans, they want this game. And they're going to expect it from Coach Harbaugh. And he will feel that heat that B.J.'s talking about uh, because this rival, <laughs> it, it, it's so big. And so you're talking year three and you're a 12-1 underdog. Mm, that's not it. It's a, it's, it's just that time. It's just that, that, that atmosphere that we're in. And Coach Harbaugh, when he first got there, I mean, it's rocking and rolling, uh, naming the paper and climbing trees and spending night with everybody. Hey, it's all good. That's all great, bringing great attention. But now it comes down to uh, we're ready to win, and we're ready to win championships. And, oh, by the way, we want to beat our rival as well. Coach, uh, Chip Kelly's name is in the news and being associated with a number of jobs, Florida in particular, UCLA, now that uh, that one has opened up with the firing of, of Jim Mora. Uh, Chip Kelly didn't uh, fare so well in the NFL, so his last two jobs, Eagles and the 49ers, lackluster, but yet he's still top of a lot of teams' lists. The collegiate level, do you think he goes to Florida or will he pick UCLA? And, and is he still – well, it's obviously he's still head, held in high regard, but uh, isn't some of the shine off of his coaching prowess? You know, when you, when you hear Chip Kelly, uh, especially in, uh, in the college, when you think about the college days, you go back to Oregon, man, he had a great run. And that's what they remember when you think about college. You know, he was innovative. Uh, his offenses were up and down the field, fast break, fun to watch. And so that's what they remember. Uh, I think you've got to kind of put put aside the, the NFL days when these college search committees and presidents and alums and hey, yeah, we'll, we'll take Chip Kelly because we remember what he did with the Ducks. And so saying all that, his name is real, real hot. I, I, you know, I don't know which way he's leaning, but you would think to me it, it would be in California because he's, of course, he's recruited everywhere, but I would I would say he probably recruited more in California to Oregon uh, than the Florida. Florida to right now the SEC East seems like to me it's got a little ways to go. I mean it is tough, uh, but of course there's athletes in Florida every day. We know that, but in just some outsider looking in, guys, I think uh, I think UCLA is where he's going to fall. Another name we hear constantly is John Gruden, and I just can't stand it anymore. Every time there's a job open in the NFL, it's John Gruden, of course, being linked to Tennessee. Now they're called groomers down there. Uh, in your mind, is there any reason to believe that John Gruden could be the next head coach of Tennessee? You know, I don't have any inside info, guys, on that, but I'm just, again, sitting here watching Monday Night Football and seeing this guy have fun on TV, and guess what? He doesn't ever lose. He don't ever <laughs> lose, and it makes a very, real nice paycheck from what I understand. I, I just can't see it. I can't see him getting on the uh, that college deal, that grind of going to recruit when I don't know if he, he's recruited in this. this I don't. Matter of fact, I know he hadn't recruited the last five or six years where things have turned up, where – 
I'm talking about the 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 grind of 365 days a year. You're recruiting, and now you got early signing dates. I I think he even made mention of the fact that boy, I'd have to really study this rule book because I I don't know the rules. There's so many different type of rules. So I, I just I can't see it, guys. <laughs> I'm with you. He's not going to the college game. <laughs> I, I, I agree, Coach. Now, Kevin Sumlin, there's news. Uh, there was news breaking yesterday as we were wrapping up uh, inside college football about Kevin Sumlin. Reports that he is definitely out, win or lose, uh, versus LSU, a team he has yet to beat uh, since A and M or since he uh, took over there at A and M. Uh, are you hearing that as well? And and where do you think he lands? Because I'm also hearing rumors that he may land at Arizona State because they are yeah. thinking about making a move uh, with their coach, Todd Grantham. Or yeah, Todd Graham. I, I, I always call him Grantham, Todd Graham. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Um, you know, uh, Kevin's a good friend of mine. I, I, I really think a lot of him. And uh, I, I know he's going to land somewhere. I really do. But, uh, you know, that's just the world we're in. And uh, that the window is very, very tight now. It used to be, hey, let's give somebody five, six, seven years. Mm, no. No, no, no. That that it's re- much smaller now, much smaller. And uh, you got to win. They, everybody wants to win. Yesterday, uh, the fat, sad thing about it is in the SEC West. Hey, not everybody's going to win. Not everybody's going to Atlanta. I mean, <laughs> right now Nick Saban's got a hold uh, uh, on that conference, especially on that side, because he can say next better than anybody. And he's he's getting the best players. He's proved it the last four or five years. But I'm like you. I'm hearing a lot of rumors that. Um, that he'll be uh, landing somewhere in a pretty good job. Gio Jones with Houston Nut across the country on CBS Sports Radio. All right, how about that Iron Bowl as we sit here on mm. Wednesday morning? How do you feel about the game and how it's going to go? I always love this game, big-time rival. And uh, right now Auburn is really playing at a high level. If you go back and look at their defense, their defense has always been there. You go back against Clemson. Uh, they played well enough to win. The offense wasn't wasn't quite ready or couldn't go against uh, Clemson very well, couldn't execute because their defense was so dominant. Um, but when you look at them now, the last few weeks, now the offense seem has, has caught up. Uh, they got on Johnson. They got him rolling. Jarrett Stidham knows where to go with the football. And Darius Slayton has really turned into a guy that, boy, he goes to, he's stretching the field. He's, he's creating separation. He's making it happen. And – I tell you, if they had Cameron Petway as a big old pile pusher, a bowling ball guy, and carry on just that one-two punch, I think it'd be even more difficult for Alabama. Uh, but I've been going back and forth on this game. At first, I was thinking Auburn's going to win this thing, and and then, boy, you're sitting there with Alabama. You love how they play. I, I, I love Jalen Hurts. I love his demeanor. He's a coach's son. Uh, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. And just like in uh, Stark Vegas the other day or Starkville, uh, Jalen Hurts goes and finds a way to put his team on his back. And uh, Coach Grantham is just blitzing, blitzing, blitzing every other play. And it's third and eight, third and 12. Jalen Hurts finds a way to move the chains. And uh, just awesome. I'm, I, I, this thing that comes in my mind is him throwing that slant right in the teeth of the blitz. Perfect timing. Uh, has to make that play. And then another play where he, they're blitzing, he finds a way to escape and runs for the first down. And i tell you what, Damian Harris, Bo Scarborough, Ridley, they got enough weapons. I keep going back and forth. Uh, but, boy, he's lost so many linebackers. Which linebackers are coming back? I don't know. Man, I, that's going to be a great game. <laughs> so you take it over. 
<laughs> I, I've been taking off for the last two weeks, but now I'm, I'm thinking Alabama. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what What is your your Heisman uh, list? Well, let me ask you this first. Uh, yep. What did you make of uh, Baker Mayfield and his antics last weekend yeah. and subsequent press conference where he and uh, head coach Lincoln Riley got a little teary-eyed? Right. Um, well, I tell you one of the things that, that was disappointing, BJ, is when you go to the midfield, and I saw these two little boys out there. They couldn't be seven or eight years old. And they're sitting there witnessing when Baker Mayfield's trying to shake hands with Kansas. And they wouldn't shake hands. And you got two little boys watching that. I thought that was pitiful. And then uh, Baker has kind of been in this routine of um, whether it be the summertime in Fayetteville, Arkansas, or uh, doing the flag or whatever. I mean, come on. You know the camera's on you, Baker. Uh, you're you're, gonna, you're fixing to come up there and be interviewed by uh, Brian Jones next week. And uh, you're going to be – you got a great chance of getting the highest honor ever. Come on. And so he's going to get that award, but he's, he's got he's to get better at, at – Mike, how many times are you going to apologize? And so we're, we're, not, we're not really – when you hit about that fifth apology, you know, that crying wolf gets old. But I love his attitude on the field. I love his competitive. I love all that. I love watching him play. He's so accurate, and he's a winner. I get all that. But uh, it's time to say, hey, put all that other little stuff away because the camera's on you. Hey, you're still, you're still going to win this Heisman Trophy. But now be the example. There's a seventh grader uh, that plays quarterback that, guess what? He watches the way you walk, the way you talk. He watches the way you play. They're watching you. Come on. So – Put all that little small stuff aside. Uh, yeah, I saw the teary-eyed deal and all that. That's okay. That's fine. Let's go. Tired of hearing about the apologies. I, I'm ready for him to to let's shape up. You're you're a winner. Let's be a winner on and off the field. If you were an NFL general manager, would some of these things that you reference scare you off of him when it came to draft night? Uh. You know, it, it would. I would definitely check into it if I'm sitting there in the NFL room and you go back and do the history of uh, Jameis Winston and you look at some of these other guys that, that's won the Heisman Trophy and they're in the NFL. Um, I, I just think the guy's a winner if you if you if you. But if you change offenses and try to make him a true, let's get back the old time of NFL quarterback. I'm gonna put you up under the center, and I don't think that works. When you go back and look at Robert Griffin and all these guys that they're 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 the type of quarterbacks that you got to move them, you got to put them in gun, and let them play. If you do that, I probably would take him. But I would set him down and have something, a little clause in that contract. Hey, if you're going to act crazy, you're going to act a fool, and you're going to embarrass our, your team, it ain't about you now. It's about team. It's the greatest team sport in the world, so it's about team. If you can put team before yourself, I'm all for you. Coach? We always love talking to you. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, and I'm sure we'll get a chance to speak again soon. Can't wait, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, Coach. See you Friday. Oh. Houston Nutt on G. Owen Jones, former <laughs> SEC Coach of the Year, now at CBS Sports Network as a college football analyst. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Clock at four. Doncic. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.